Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. Over the last few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Y'all never mind me. Hey everybody, I was thinking about uh, a video I, I saw the other day. It was a, uh, a pastor talking about uh, the importance of hard work and how this generation, millennials and beyond, and beyond rather, uh, have to learn the value of hard work. And he made some uh, inferences and said all they want to do is, uh, you know, sit on, look in the mirror and make videos on YouTube, but you got to work hard. And I I don't recall the pastor's name, and it's really kind of not important because it's not so much him I wanted to talk about or pastors in general. But what I what I was thinking about is uh, dinosaurs, and what I mean by dinosaurs is just another way to talk about people that are uh, are from an older time and they they move slower, and it's it's more in regard to their ideologies and what they believe to be the best way to do things and the most effective way to do things or even how they how they view progress and self-admittedly i i am not the most progressive on a lot of topics and it's not i don't say that to to elude that i am trying to become progressive on some of those topics some i am uh, but some i'm i'm very uh, much like a dinosaur very antiquated very almost extinct as we as we go into the future so uh, when I speak about that I'm speaking about uh, myself included to some degree but uh, what what kind of struck me and I've, I've you hear these messages especially in church you hear messages like that and you hear you know just in general conversation with older people uh, how how they view the younger generation and I try as I won't even say I try. I do my very best not to be so separatist. I don't like to be separatist in anything I do, and that's including even the newer generation. There's a lot of things that that they do or say that I don't necessarily understand or even agree with that I do understand, um, but I try to give it a fair shake. And I, I ask questions if I want to know, or I just decide some of, some of the things may just not be for me. And that's fine, too. But I think that it's it's interesting in regard to what what because the pastor that said that he's not the only one that I've ever heard say that. And I think people really don't understand how um, what what goes into some of those things. And, and he was alluding to that. Uh, you just want to get on YouTube and hopefully make a million dollars. And I think there's always been some form of the hoop dream. Every generation has their hoop dream. I know my generation it was probably probably rap music. Everybody wanted to be a rapper, have a rap group, or maybe have a singing group a little bit before me, have a singing group before before that. And singing groups were big, especially in black communities, in terms of uh, your hoop dream, so to speak. And hoop dream would just be 
your way to your way to get you know to get out of where you live to make more money and to buy your mom a house and buy a couple cars and you know whatever whatever uh whatever your shine is for your generation you know jewelry or um land or whatever whatever it is and i think the hoop dream for now is still possibly uh possibly rap to some degree or music to some degree and it's large largely uh being a social media influencer because it's very lucrative and it's not not really a new thing just the manner in which we do it is kind of new because you've always had people that were looking to in some cases be popular be famous be uh successful for whatever and they'll do whatever to do it not saying that the influencers now are are or are not doing that but you get the you get the gist of it so what what's interesting is that earlier this year i think there was a, a movie or a, a documentary called it was either called famous or insta famous and anyway it was about um uh, it was like a social experiment where the uh, director of the the movie he picked these he had an open casting call and he narrowed it down to three people who wanted to be famous so all these people the criteria was that they had to have uh Instagram follow, follower page that was less than like 10,000 or something like less than a couple couple thousand and their goal was to basically make them famous so they got them photo shoots they had them in different outfits and different locales and uh really really nice places really professional photographers professional clothes and they bought bots and bots are uh essentially computer programs that that comment or click the like button or you know click the love button on your pages and they it's basically uh feedback so you can pay for these bots to give you feedback which drive up your numbers and he he wanted to know the the director of the film how how many bots he could buy a and at what point would it turn from you know fake bots i mean fake uh, followers and likes and comments to real people and the interesting thing about that and how it ties into what we're talking about right now is that the sheer amount of work, <clears throat> excuse me, that these people had to put in. Now, for the people that were the subjects of the Insta Famous film, it was all being done for them. But they did interact with real, you know, uh, Instagram and other social media influencers. And the level of work that they had to do was no easy task. So for me, when I saw, you know, the the number of posts that they have to make the number of pictures that they had to do the setups they would do for this created life this this desired persona this uh don't you want to be like this that they you know uh lifestyle that they would sell they sell a lifestyle that people want to emulate and because of that the brands tend to flock to them to offer their merchandise so people can say oh i want to i want to live like that and drive those cars or that jewelry or perfume or eat those foods or stay in those hotels or eat the restaurants that they're they're going to it's no different than there was a show by a guy named robin robin leach from years ago called lifestyles of the rich and famous and he he would do the same thing he would go to opulent houses and really uh really chic locations and talk to celebrities and uh really wealthy people and just just a day in their life but it's it's no different than that except it's on a more, much more localized level. You can see people that live in your city, people that don't look so different from you, but it sells you, it sells you a lifestyle. And that's what, 
advertising has been for many many years but back onto the topic it it to say that you know these people like it's a like it's a bad thing to want to be successful a i don't think that's a bad thing b just because this is a new medium to be successful i don't think it's anything to vilify and c there is a ton of hard work it's not backbreaking labor but then again the i think much of the western hemisphere is going toward service industry more so than manufacturing industry so that that type of backbreaking labor is not really common in a lot of households a lot of households are veering more toward like i said service industry or a lot of households have uh, college education or at least some college experience so a lot more of the jobs are going to be geared toward um not necessarily using physical labor or not necessarily uh you know, hard on, hard on your, your physical body. It may be mentally taxing or emotionally taxing, but not, not so much hard on your physical body. Whereas in previous years when uh, we were more of a manufacturing country, that might've been a different story. But uh, what I don't like about that overall thing is that a, you, you kind of marginalize these things that do take hard work and people are discouraged and say, well, yeah, this is not a real thing. I shouldn't do that. And I, what 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 it gets me to is that there's an overall message that you kind of have to have to taper taper to I understand he has to taper to his audience I'm speaking about the pastor but what you what I what I'd like to do and I'm, again I'm talking to myself first and then to anybody else who listens to this podcast uh what what I'd like to do is make sure that Whatever you do, whatever you decide to do with your time and with your 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 energy that you have on this earth, you have to work hard at it to be successful. If you want to be successful across the board, you have to work hard at it. Nothing's going to be given to you. Nothing's going to be free. You have to put in the effort, even if it's something uh, as as new as the minister of the pastor was saying, as a social media influencer. You have to put in the time. You have to take those pictures. You have to arrange the outfits. You have to coordinate the colors. You have to coordinate the uh, the shoots and the people that are going to be involved with those shoots. You have to make sure that it's look it looks how you want it to look to to uh, I guess to to solicit the brands that you want and to convey a message that you want because there are millions of people that have Instagram pages, but very very few are able to use those pages effectively to to monetize it, to make a living off of it, and to get to a point where you don't actually have to do a, a traditional nine to five anymore. But all of that takes a lot of work, some some luck, but it takes a tremendous amount of work and a tremendous amount of organizational skills. So I think what's important, and it's not just with social media, but I think what's important is that you, you understand the full spectrum of what what is required, because in doing the social media thing influencing there's a lot of skill sets that you have to develop you can use that as a project manager you can use you can become an entrepreneur because now you have a a thriving business that is driven by by you so you have to study trends you have to study the market you have to be aware of what what is going to get you to the position that you want to be in and what will drive you beyond that so you're talking about sales and marketing at that point you're talking about business management at that point. You're talking about branding, which is huge at that point. So there's so many different things that are involved with it. 
And I think that, and I, I can't say, but I, I'll, I'll take the brunt of it for, for the lack of a, a better understanding. I think the, the pastor in question was, it was, it seemed to me, it seemed to me that he was aiming for low hanging fruit that I'll get a quick, I'll get a quick thumbs up or a quick amen. And in that regard, it's not that much different than a social media influencer that you're, you're hitting sometimes a low fruit just for the quick amen. But that's not the, that's not the bulk of what, what it should be because you can, you can stress the importance of hard work and still mention those people that those people that are successful, they put in the hard work because if you're lazy, even at a hard working job, you won't get the results that you want. Even if it's a traditional, more physical labor job or a non-skilled job, if you don't work hard, you're not going to get the results you want. They won't, your hours won't be the same and your pay won't be as high as you desire it to be. Just like in any other profession, you have to put in the work. And I think that that's the most important thing. The work ethic is established as you work and you can prove to other people that, yes, I am someone you can count on. And yes, I am someone who wants to do the job and who wants to do it well. And I think that translates across the board, whatever you do. And it was just interesting because, like I said, as a person who has views that I think are very archaic or very dinosaur-like, I think that we, we have to be aware of when things change, things don't change so drastically that it has no bearing on what used to be. You still have to work hard. You still have to be accountable. You still have to be responsible. You still have to cater to the people that are over you and you still if you're in sales which is what you know social media is essentially doing if you're in sales you have to cater to the customer you have to understand what they want and provide that and i think that that's a that's a missed opportunity to reach across the board for the sake of a quick amen like or a quick yeah young people don't understand i think that i think that we're better than that so i guess that's that's kind of where it stems from i think that we're better than hitting the low hanging fruit just for the sake of a quick, um, a quick quote unquote affirmation. And that's the same thing with social media. Lots of people, the reason why there are millions upon millions of pages is that you get a quick like and you get a quick buzz and there's probably some, uh, serotonin release when you get, uh, a quick like, and you know, you put up a page and you get hearts and people comment on it. You get something from that. But I think what's more important is that you actually build something substantial. So likes are great and cool, but if you can use those more effectively, you can find a way to monetize it and come off of your job. Amens are well and cool, but if you use that properly, you can change people's life and have them living in a better manner, more so than just being inspired. They can be changed and transformed, which is what I think we should be shooting for, especially in regard to uh, the minister talking about the gospel. Lots of transformative things that that we should be shooting for that I think sometimes we miss the mark for whatever reason and we we go for the low-hanging fruit. But those are just my thoughts and it's, of course, incomplete thoughts, but it all kind of ties together because we have to to embrace the old and the new and understand that in the new there are traces of the old because each generation builds upon the one prior to it. So we we can't... can't, uh, we can't not acknowledge the prior generation and we can't um, marginalize the newer generation because, uh, to quote, uh, I believe it was Snoop Dogg, 
they he said he is I and I am them same way we are them and they are us so all right would you rather have wireless on the most reliable network nationwide or unlimited with 5g for $30 a month per line you don't have to choose with Xfinity mobile wireless so good it keeps one upping itself most reliable based on roots metric us report results vary not an endorsement $30 per month per line when you get four lines 